looking to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Living the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, dream team? Coach D here coming at you with another growth mini-sode. This will be a bite-sized episode with the goal of setting a growth-minded intention and focus for the upcoming week. Each mini-sode is going to offer a quote that encapsulates the theme of the week. And after the quote, we're going to dive into a weekly focus, something small that we can concentrate on for the following seven days. As well as we're going to touch on a physical activity and a nutritional tip that will better assist us in working towards a more healthy and optimal way of living our own dream life. And each mini-sode is going to end with the recommendation for the week. The recommendation could be anything from a podcast, a book, an article, a paper, anything that I think is going to help better educate ourselves toward the overall focus of the week. And if this is your first time listening to a mini-sode, the goal is to listen on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday to be ready to start the challenges of the week on Monday. So listen to just one mini-sode every week. And as that week finishes, move on to the next week's mini-sode. I mean, you can start all the way over at mini-sode number one, or you can join up with the team right now. These mini-sodes will only be as beneficial to you as you're willing to make them. So if you're playing along with the weekly focuses or the physical activity and nutrition tips, it'll help you be much more successful to do this with someone in your life. So grab an accountability buddy and share on your social media platforms the challenges of the week. You never know who is going to be quietly watching and rooting for you. And you never know whose life you will truly inspire just by sharing your journey, both the challenges and the successes. You're going to be far more likely with a support system and a social network to be successful. Get someone that's chasing similar fitness goals as you and do this with them. And as you work on making your life healthier and you motivate your network through your positive actions and your lifestyle choices, the ripple effect, it's unimaginable with who will be touched by you motivating and posting, and including others in your journey. So let's dive into this week's growth mini-sode. This week's quote may seem a little cliche and a little overused, but as with most cliche phrases, there are huge truths backing and supporting it. How you do anything is how you do everything. We've probably heard this before. How you do anything is how you do everything. And I personally believe in this wholeheartedly. The origin of this adage is kind of uncertain. Some say that it comes from Zen Buddhism, and there's even a self-discovery workbook with the title, How You Do Anything is How You Do Everything. Here's how I personally have applied this quote to my own life. My parents taught me to always take pride in my work, no matter what I do. If my name is on it, it's a representation of me. And I've always been a really hard worker. I think I was kind of reinforced with that from a very young age that that hard workers are really elevated on a societal level. So in like sports growing up, I was always the hardest worker. I always had to be the hardest worker. I showed up early to practice and I always was the last to leave. I remember playing college basketball and my coach brought this old railroad nail into our locker room one day. And we were all sitting there and he he was standing over us and he said, This nail represents the lunch pail mentality. Lunch pail workers are extremely hard workers. They do physical labor all day long. They play in the dirt and the grime and they come home filthy. And my coach picked a player to get this nail every single week. He said the player that worked the hardest, the player that was tough as nails, 
and and the player that scrapped and did what needed to be done as a team player was going to win this nail. And I remember me being the very first player to win that nail. And in the future, I was the only player to win that nail. I even got the nickname Nails on the team. I was the hardest worker. I may have not been the best, but how you do anything is how you do everything, right? I took pride in going hard and being first in all of the sprint drills, even though every one of my teammates probably hated me. I was diving on the floor to get the balls when others would just let it roll out of bounds. Right out of high school, I got this moving job, a job at a moving company, and this was really freaking hard work, physically demanding, strength demanding. It just, it was tough. And I specifically remember showing up every single day, knowing that I was going to be the one that made the most trips from the home into that moving truck. And I was going to be the one that was running circles around all the other movers because that was my mindset. I wanted to be the guy that everyone wanted to have on their moving truck team. And now fast forwarding to even just today, every single group fitness session that I coach, every session with a client that I instruct, when it comes to group fitness and when it comes to personal training, it's kind of like a game to me, like in a good way. I never, never come in saying that I'm just going to take it easy today. I'm just going to kind of let this one slide by. I'm just going to coast through my block of workouts that I have to coach. I've definitely done this at a detriment to my own health sometimes when I give more than I should and when I wear my body and my voice down a little bit more than I should, but I'd rather err on that side of the side of just a little too much when it comes to this than ever having my name tarnished by a subpar average job or performance. How you do anything is how you do everything and everything means everything. I do the same thing when I fold laundry. I make sure that the laundry is perfectly folded and put away in an organized way as soon as it comes out of the dryer. I never just let my laundry sit in a pile for days and days and because, uh, oh, I'll get to it eventually. No, that's not how this works. The dishes. I wash my dishes as soon as I'm done with them. I don't let them sit there and soak in the sink. I don't have this huge pile up that stinks up the entire home. Some people may call it anal or OCD or strict, but it's not. There is a science to prove that leaving these tasks, these small tasks undone or unsatisfactorily completed, it causes subconscious stress in the brain. There's science behind this. And when you take pride in your work, you have a higher sense of purpose, a higher sense of accomplishment, and you have more confidence in your own abilities. And that transfers into every other aspect of your life. My philosophy does not have to be yours, but maybe my philosophy can give you a little inspiration or guidance to find what means the most to you. My philosophy is do the hard thing. You know how much I love the term hormesis, which hormesis, if you don't know, is tiny, small stressors to you that you rebound from to become stronger and more resilient, like exercise, like heat, cold therapy. I also believe that if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So I don't do sprints and I don't do jump workouts because I love them. I don't 100% of the time take the stairs and and I park in the back of the parking lot. I don't do that because I love doing it. I do it because if I stop doing those things, then I will no longer be able to do them one day. I will lose the ability to jump and sprint. How you do anything is how you do everything. And my everything 
is I want to do it right. I want to do it with quality and pride. And, and when people see the task or project that I've done, it could be anything that I do. I want them to say, yeah, of course it was done by Damien. That definitely looks like Damien's work. Now, it may not always be perfect and it may not always be done correctly, but they will know that I put my whole being into it with hard work. So I guess that's definitely enough about me. I should never talk about myself that much, but I hope that you got something out of it and I hope I didn't lose some of you. So I apologize with that. But this week's weekly focus along the lines of how you do anything is how you do everything. I would love it if you took a second to brainstorm what are some keywords that describe your mindset, your philosophy? How do you want to show up in this world? For me, hardworking is the thing that I like to do. But maybe for you, it's passion. Maybe it's kindness. Maybe it's detailed or methodical. Maybe it's always early. Just what what are the key words to how you perform and how you want people to see your work? Take those keywords and remember those keywords. This week, we're going to be going the extra mile at least once a day. We're going to be going over and above and beyond. We're going to over-deliver and we're going to complete our tasks plus some. Every single day, at least one thing we're going above and beyond. Whatever scale, it could be large or small, the key is it has to align with the words that you just thought of above. It has to be slightly more than you currently do. So for those of you who already go above and beyond, this might actually be a challenge for you because I'm asking you to top yourself at this point. Anybody can go above and beyond what they normally do, even if you already go above and beyond. And this could be literally anything. Um, If you never put your shopping cart back, maybe this week you take it all the way back to the front of the store. Maybe at work, you always scoot out just like 10 minutes early. Maybe this week you stay that extra 10 minutes and you work on something that may be able to help a coworker or an employee or someone that you work with make their job easier. Or maybe setting yourself up for the next day when you normally don't. Uh, Maybe if you always leave the dishes for your significant other to do, maybe this time you have the dishes done and an, and a little dessert made for your significant other while while you do the dishes or while they relax from the dinner that they just had you could either plan these things out put it in your planner exactly what you're going to do and schedule it into your day each day next week or you could let it come to you naturally throughout the day and you can seize the opportunity to go the extra mile and and when it comes to you you just execute Use the words that you chose that describe how you want to show up in this world and put just a little extra effort in those situations. Do it because you want to take pride and do it because you are above average. You are. Do it because you are a person that delivers, over delivers, and at least once a day next week, big or small, go above and beyond the call of duty. This week's physical activity tip. Now we've touched on this tip many times, but it is so important that I will keep bringing it back up in one sense or another. The average American walks three to 4,000 steps per day. Three to 4,000 steps per day. That's one and a half to two miles that the average American moves all day long. They wake up, they walk to their car, they drive to work. They walk into their office and they stay put for the day. Maybe they take a walk to the office fridge for lunch, but then they walk back to their car, they drive home, they walk inside their house, and they sit for the remainder of the night. That's the average American. Where do you stack up? 
I'm not saying that this is good or bad. I'm not saying that this is your reality. I'm saying that this is a reality to the average American. 3,000 to 4,000 steps. Is that enough? Didn't someone say something about shooting for 10,000 steps a day? Where did that come from? All right, so here's a fun fact and a history lesson for you. The legend is, is that this 10,000 steps a day goal, it came out of Japan. Japan was hosting the Olympics in 1964. And this was the first Olympics to be held in the continent of Asia. So it was a pretty big deal. They sold these pedometers during this time, these little step trackers to get everyone up and moving. And at the same time, there was this study that was being done on human movement. The study was done by a Japanese doctor, Dr. Hitano, and he discovered that more and more these Japanese people were becoming super sedentary. He found that the average Japanese person was getting only about 3,000 to 4,000 steps a day. Oh, weird. 3,000 to 4,000 steps a day. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. He concluded with his study that if he could get his people up to 10,000 steps a day, that this would increase the movement of these people and would burn an extra 500 calories a day on average. An extra 500 calories a day. That was a pound of weight loss a week as far as the math is concerned. So losing a pound a week This seemed like a really good round enough goal for people to shoot for. And then this recommendation expanded out of Japan and it's been a proverb ever since. It's stuck around until even this present day. And I myself as a fitness professional had no idea that this was the reason. And I've been saying 10,000 steps forever. But is 10,000 steps a day what we really need? Well, the real answer is everyone is different for what their step goal should be. Where are you at right now? And where are you at with your body composition goals? What are your blood marker and hormone level goals? What's what's your goal with your energy, your circulatory flow, your stress levels, your sleep? There's not one person in the world who can answer all those questions the exact same way that you do. Therefore, as diverse as the humans are on this earth, that is the same diversity for answers to how many steps do we need? Now, now that's not really a fun answer and it's nobody can benefit from that answer. So let's move forward into a, a great general goal for the majority of people to shoot for. Is 10,000 steps enough? The only way for you to really know the right amount for you is if you slowly get there on your own and see what the results of that amount of movement offers you. Now, there are some studies that are coming out right now that are saying that 15,000 steps are a little bit better for you because of how much, how much easy access we have to all these calories and how, much we, how little we move. So it's even increasing more and more as we get more technologically advanced. However, if you're currently getting the low side of our average right now, like let's say 3,000 steps a day, then you definitely do not want to jump all of a sudden, straight to 10,000 steps. The more you push your body, the more it's gonna wanna push back. You want to gradually increase. Find your average, your baseline of where you're at right now, even if it's 1,000 steps. There are trackers everywhere, and they go from basic and affordable to complex and an investment. Yeah, I definitely recommend getting something just to have an awareness, anything. Your last resort can definitely be apps on your phone, which I'm not a big fan of, but hey, it's a last resort. And if you do the same thing every single day, then you can get a consistent number. We don't care if it's 100% accurate. There is no tracker that is 100% accurate that gives you exactly the amount of steps that you did. 
We just want it to give us a baseline, an average number. As long as it's consistent with its tracking, then we can have a consistent average. Once you find that number, the goal is to increase the number of steps by 1,000 every week or two. Week one, I have 3,000 steps. Well, then the next week, I'm going to move on to 4,000 steps. The next week, I'm going to go up to 5,000 steps per day and so on and so forth until I'm able to consistently average 10,000 steps. Now, you can see how if someone was starting at 3,000, it would seem like a mountain of a task to get up to 10,000. And it's going to take a concerted, planned effort in order for that person to be able to do it. It's lifestyle. It's habit changes. One of the most challenging things for us to do as humans, change our behavior. Now, let's break it down. A 10-minute walk at a brisk pace can get you all the way up to somewhere around 2,000 steps, depending on who you are. 10 minutes up to 2,000 steps, depending on your speed, depending on your demographic as far as height, age, gender, weight, all that good stuff. And the average American can double, double their daily steps by taking a 30 to 40 minute walk. Double their steps by, by taking a 30, 40 minute walk. Now, that's kind of a large commitment of time if you don't already do that. And it's actually been shown that if you break it up, you're going to be much more successful. So start with five to 10 minutes of a walk and do that multiple times a day, preferably after you eat a meal. If you can stack your small walks with things that you already do, you're gonna be much more likely to be consistent and therefore successful long-term. I've had some clients that instead of standing at their sink and brushing their teeth, they actually take a two-minute walk around their house, both in the morning and then at night. So that's two two-minute walks at the very beginning of the day and the very end of their night, and that can add up to like a 1,000 more steps, and that's just with those super easy four minutes of walking. Think about that. 25% to 30% of the average American's daily steps can be added by just doing those walks while you brush your teeth. That's crazy to me. You could also drink more water. This will require you to take more bathroom breaks. And when you go to the bathroom, walk to the furthest possible bathroom, not the one next to you, but maybe the one on the on a different floor, maybe the one at the other end of the building. There are so many different ways. How you do anything is how you do everything. Set a goal of where you want to be and then reverse engineer how you're going to get there. If I want 10,000 steps, what is it going to take? What's the timeline? What are the steps I need to take, no pun intended, to get to that 10,000? Set a game plan and execute. Space out your daily movement all day long. You're going to be so much more successful than if you wait until 6 p.m. at night and you have 2,000 steps and you're like, ah, I got to go for an hour-long walk. Yeah, I guess that'll work, but... If we can increase your movement throughout your entire day, you're going to space out that sedentary activity that you do, all those hours and hours of non-movement. If you space it out, I can guarantee you that you're going to feel your health benefits, and very shortly after, you're going to have those lifestyle changes made. If you want to watch a really cool YouTube video that explains how this works in even more depth, I'm going to include a link. I highly recommend you watch it. I think it's like a five to eight minute video. Check it out. Really good. This week's nutrition tip is kind of a tough one. There are some of the smartest marketing minds in the entire world right now doing their best to sell you a product. We are consumers and we're trying our best to be health conscious and make the right decisions with very limited education and resources. We have got to stop falling for these more marketing ploys. 
The companies have one job, and it's to protect their bottom line. It's to sell you a product at the highest level possible. And they're doing their job really well. They are crushing their job. We have got to stop buying foods just because they have the words gluten-free or fat-free or sugar-free on the plastic and boxed packaging. Real foods do not need this marketing. You've never seen an apple that has gluten-free or fat-free on it, have you? I mean, you've seen organic, but I'm going to save the organic topic for another time. I'm talking about these marketing things that, that companies do in order for you to buy a product because you're trying to be more healthy. And obviously, I'm not an expert in this by any means. I just use my common sense and I listen to the experts. Let's take gluten-free, for example. There are some people that buy gluten-free just because they maybe think that it's that it's healthy or maybe because they think that they might be intolerant or they took a test and it said that they might be intolerant. And then there are people that just buy gluten-free because it's marketed that way. Yeah, that sounds healthy. I'm going to be more healthy. That's a big mistake in my opinion. When you buy gluten-free, let's go to the extremes. When you buy buy gluten-free cake and cookies, you're still eating cake and cookies. And in fact, it may even be worse for you than real cake and real cookies. Because when the gluten is removed... These companies have to add in something else in order to make it palatable and taste good. So what do they add? They add sugar. Sugar's delicious. Fat. Fat's delicious. Salt. Salt's delicious. They put maybe double the sugar, three times the fat, more added sodium, which sodium isn't necessarily bad in my opinion, but the way that they add it to this processed foods, it definitely is not good. And it takes these foods and makes them higher calorie and less fiber, and it just makes this junk food more junky. All sorts of chemicals are added to these processed foods. You just don't see that with normal whole foods. We don't need to market strawberries or kiwis or lean meat like turkey and nuts and seeds. We don't have to market these as gluten-free or fat-free. You know what else is gluten-free? Avocados, eggs, almonds. These are gluten-free. If it has a health claim on the label... It's probably not what you're looking for. And if you can cut that entirely out and substitute it with something else, you might notice a difference. It's probably great marketing and probably worked and tricked all of us before. But how you do anything is how you do everything. Do your homework on what you should really be looking for. Do the harder thing. And when you see that really well-marketed food item... Instead of immediately picking up and putting it in your cart, use some self-restraint, avoid the easy thing, which is just picking it up, and do a little Google search on your phone. You could even do it right then and there. See what you're looking for and see if you can find it with a whole food option, a more natural alternative to that food item. I know natural is a weird term, but you know what I mean. If it was made by the earth, it probably was better. And after you put in the work and you put in a little what we call civilian research, which is fine, if you're unable to find an alternative, then make the decision. If this food item deserves to be a necessity in your personal nutrition repertoire, don't fall for the food marketing. I've been there. We've all been there. Be an educated consumer. I mean, this is your body, your health, your family's health. This is important and should require just a little bit of extra effort when it comes to planning and purchasing. And lastly, this week's recommendation is to check out one of my new partners. I'm so excited for this. The app is called Brain.fm. I've used the app Brain.fm for over two years now. I, I use it practically every single day. This company is so legit. 
I've listened to the podcast episodes with the founders, and I love what they're all about. This app uses a science-first approach that creates music that sounds different and affects your brain differently than any other music. They use what's called these binary beats where they play a sound in one of your ears and another sound in the other ear, and your brain actually connects the two, and it shifts your brain into a certain brainwave state for whatever it is that you're looking for. Yeah, it sounds really crazy, but trust me, they nailed this thing. So for me, I use it about 90 minutes every single day when I do deep focused work when I'm researching these podcast episodes. 90 minutes of deep focused work. And then every night, I actually use a sleep headband and I listen to Brain FM while I go to sleep to help get me into a deep sleep brainwave state. They also have meditation music as well as relaxation music. And you can pick categories in each of these. For example, if you want to sleep, there's deep sleep, guided sleep, sleep and wake music, and then just wind down music. For, for the category of focus, you can do deep work, creative flow, study and read music, and even light work. It's amazing. I reached out to this company and we were in discussion on how we could support each other. And they offered the Live in the Dream team a couple options here. So I have a referral link that you can use to try the Brain.fm app for free for a month, which I'll include that link in the description of this mini-sode, which is pretty cool. You can try it for a month for free. And then I also have a discount code if you decide that you want to use it long-term. And that can get you 20% off. Usually companies offer like 10% or 15% off. These guys were kind enough to offer 20% off to the Live in the Dream team if you use the discount code SD. All one word, SD. If you need to focus more on your deep work, if you'd like help sleeping better, if you want to have a brainwave state for perfect meditation or you just want to relax, you've got to try this app out. It's a great company, great product, and I highly recommend it. I use it every day. Let me know if you want to try it out and what you think. And that's it, my friends, for this week's Growth Minisode. Each week, we're going to focus on something new and dial in a different aspect of physical activity and nutrition. Share with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. Post on your social media stories when you go the extra mile. Give your team some ideas on things that they can do by sharing your accomplishments. Or you could literally go the extra mile and let us know how increasing your steps goes, the struggles, the successes, and you can post a video of you substituting real foods for those highly marketed foods. Or you can check out that fantastic app, Brain.fm. Make sure you tag me and share your journey. Let me know if you have any suggestions or tips that will help your Live in the Dream team that I can discuss on future episodes. And I'm going to be right here with you, working on making us stronger, happier, and healthier humans. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.